that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with... Just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Dan, thanks for joining us on the Ever Black Podcast. How's your night going, all right? Yeah, man, pretty good. Just cruising. Your band of Earth is about to hit Queensland this week in support of your latest album, Hollow, which, man, it's a kick-ass album, and I've been, I've been really loving it over the last few weeks. It's been out for a few months now, but uh, how have you been finding the response from uh, your end and the feedback from people who have been getting it? Um, well, first, thanks. Um, but pretty pretty good, dude. Um, it kind of... The last album was very guitar-based, very, you know, heaps of guitar harmonies and, and kind of focused on the solos, and, and we still had, like, the catchy vocals and everything. But this album, we kind of stripped it back a little bit and just focused on, like, just really heavy guitar grooves and a bit more emphasis on the vocals um, and, and the groove of the drums and the guitars and, and the bass all working together. And a lot of people seem to be digging that, um, that vibe. You know, we changed some of the tunings as well, so it made it lower and heavier. But, um, but yeah, now people seem to be digging it. You know, how's it been touring on this one so far? What's what's been the best shows and the best responses to the uh, the new material? I think Melbourne so far has been the best. I mean, obviously it's our hometown, so it's like the show's always going to be a bit bit bigger and better in your hometown. Um, I think um, it's been really well received in all the places we've gone. We haven't done a massive, extensive tour. We kind of just left it short and sweet for this one. But yeah, it's been going well, man. It's been well received, and you know. Met some really cool bands and stuff along the way, so it's been a good time. And uh, are you playing it in full? No, we kind of have like a, a set list A and set list B sort of set up, so, because we kind of throw obviously a couple of old tracks in as well, just to, you know, not alienate any of the old listeners. So we kind of just toss it up, and you know, some nights, you know, depending on who we're playing with, I think if we're playing with, uh, with heavier bands, we'll do all the heavier lower tune tracks that we're playing with sort of more like, Metalcore, hardcore acts, or we'll do more of the, the, the metalcore, hardcore sounding tracks, you know what I mean? We kind of just like to, to mix it up. And it keeps it fresh for us as well. That's really smart. Because, I mean, most people, you know, or most bands, they've just got their sort of, their sort of set sound. But that's, that's probably the first time I've actually heard someone, uh, you know, talk about splitting up their set to, uh, you know, make it more diverse for the shows. Yeah, look, I mean, it wasn't, I, I would like to take credit for the idea, so I can't. <laughs> I mean, but I know a couple of bigger bands do it, but I mean, I, um, Joel and Chris and Orpheus, like, um, who we used to play with a lot, I used to play with them too, um, utilize that idea quite a lot. So I kind of lifted that, that idea from them because it worked really well at that time. So yeah, awesome, man. And, uh, of course, what's the story behind the album title, Hollow? Uh, what's the meaning behind that for you? Um, for us, look, Hollow was, um, it's the title track of the album. The, the, the track Hollow is, um, kind of focusing on the, the corruption, mainly, uh, re- organized religions as such, but I mean, it could really say, say corruption anything, you know, in any sort of medium. So for us, it's just that, that was sort of, sort of like the main, the main drive. Um, it's a pretty angry album. So given that was one of the more angrier songs, we're like, well, that's a, that's a fitting title. We were writing that it was around the um, around the time of the uh, marriage equality situation, I guess, that was going on in Australia. 
so it just kind of seems like a really um, fitting name for that time when, when we recorded and wrote the album. So in regards to the album cover, like I've, I've been sort of looking at it, and can you explain that to us? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it was kind of like when, when, we, were, when we were talking about it, when we were kind of playing storm out here, we weren't sure whether because we're, we're not we don't take ourselves like super seriously as yeah, much yeah. as like the. The music for us is just you know just seriously and you know it's all about getting your emotion out and, and, and all that sort of thing and vibing with different people. We try not to take ourselves too seriously, as anyone could probably tell from any of our, our video clips or or some of our you know like the album artwork. Um, we're kind of tossing out whether to go with like this dark brooding sort of like religious figure. Again, being it's the time of the marriage quality thing, it was it was the Christian Catholic Church was sort of at the forefront of that, so we kind of use that as the, the figurehead for the corruption. And to be honest, when we did the photo shoot, we took a whole bunch of like more serious photos and a couple of like, you know, um, piece-takey ones, um, which ends up being the cover, you know, the, the, the priest is pretty relaxed and sort of just like wearing the ray band and has all the bling and all that kind of stuff. Um, we just thought it was funny, to be honest. So it was kind of <laughs> <the end> of <laughs> yeah, it's a cool cover, man. I dig it. Yeah, I did get a chuckle. So, <laughs> so uh, the album. It's always risky, you know, when when you when you kind of. I mean, that is, that isn't even that like outlandish, but when you kind of go, we'll go with the funny one because we think it's funny, and then you get people commenting on Facebook or emailing us, being like, oh, I didn't understand, you know, this, and I didn't go. What were they trying to convey here? It's like, dude, it was a joke. <laughs> Have a laugh, you know. <laughs> well, from far away, you look at it. You, it's not until you sort of really look at it close up that you like you. You sort of see what's going on, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well played, well played. <laughs> <laughs> the album was mixed by uh, Henrik Ard. Uh, why why'd you choose to work with him? I mean, he's done some legendary stuff that uh, I could imagine that, um, you know, that would have uh, cost a pretty penny. Well, then we, we kind of went with him. We kind of wanted to try something different. We're a massive fan of, of the mixes he's done in the past and just like the sort of vibe that he gets out of his mixes. Uh-huh. Um you know, just that emphasis on the groove, and then, but he still has that sort of um, the vocals don't get buried as such. And so again, because we were trying to focus on accentuating the groove and the music, and that we still wanted to keep that catchy vocal sort of sound, and it was just like a no-brainer in terms of the cost. Like I can't remember off the top of my head. I probably wouldn't talk specifics on, on a podcast or anything, but like <laughs> no, no, he but that's actually, he was actually really affordable. It, it was. It was no more expensive than the last album. The last album was sourced using all Australian um, producers and, and um, mix engineers and things. So, um, yeah, which was a surprise because, to be honest, look, when we when we kind of were talking about you know who we thought we'd want to work with on this album, we kind of had a, a couple of bigger names that've done some you know really really big releases, um, and we kind of thought, oh, you know, we better start. Saving some cash and getting it together because Henrik's going to cost an arm and a leg. But no, it actually, um, like it wasn't cheap, but it was very affordable. See, when you say when when you look at that that dude, so the list of uh, stuff he's worked on. Usually, when it's like gets bigger and bigger bands, the uh, <laughs> you know the price tag goes up a little bit more. And I looked at it, and the album sounds amazing. It it sits really well. It sounds good when you turn it up. And uh, I think it was money well spent, man. To be honest, whatever you paid, it was definitely <laughs> yeah. got the best out of you. We were, we were really happy, man. Um, we we kind of sent all, all the track. We obviously we, we tracked it here in Australia, 
in that home mm-hmm. studio and sent it off for, um, for mixing to Henrik. And um, apart from like one or two little things, like one or two little EQ things and some lead guitars, you know, like a bit more delay on this or something like that, the whole mix can't, you know, what you hear is pretty much the revision that Henrik sent us, you know, within a couple of weeks of mixing the album. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of backwards and forwards, which is really cool. He kind of, he just, he just got it. He heard, he heard it and went, yep, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And it was just, everyone was happy. Everything sounded huge. But yeah, so we're, we're really happy. And uh, you, you, of course, signed to uh, Eclipse Records and they, you know, they seem to really care about their bands and, and they're really supportive. You know, I get emails from them all the time. How is it working from uh, with, with those guys from your perspective? Um, I personally don't have too much to do with, with the label stuff. I, I have spoken to Chris, um, who's the, the the guy at Eclipse Records. He's the man. Um, who, as you said, yeah, they, they really care about their artists, which is you know really good to see. They're quite hands on with a lot of stuff. They're, they're still quite a, a small man operation. So for for what they do, considering how many people they have, sort of like working. At, at the at the place, they they do so much work. They really put a lot of effort in, um, which as an artist is, is really good to see. You know, I can't imagine anything worse than being on a label and and feeling like they're not, you know, in your best interests sort of thing. You know, that, that money is the bottom line, which isn't the case with those guys. So yeah, I mean, they've been really good to work with. Oh, that's awesome to hear, man. Because from from my side of things, I think they're they're great. Yeah, man, it's great to hear that. You know, you. You're getting it out there, and uh, you've got that support. And of course, you know you are you've opened for Soil Work and played some amazing shows in your career. I mean, if you could tour with any band, who who would that be? If you could just get out on the road with uh, some heroes of yours. Oh man, I could ask this question a lot, and I, I mean, you think by now I'd have like the, the right answer. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know, man. There's so many good bands that like I'd love to do. Love to like tour with. It'd be awesome. Um, I'm kind of mixed. I've got this split between like a lot of awesome mellow death bands and then like a lot of metalcore bands as well. So like, like I'd love to tour with someone like Architects, for instance. But then mm-hmm. I'd also love to tour with like you know In Flames, you know even like Trivium and, and those sort and those sorts of bands. Like it's a real mix. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say those those couple of bands. That'd be awesome. How was the show? Where, that, how long ago was that that you played the Soil Work? Soil Work, that was not the last two or the two before that, so it was when we just released uh, Reveries. And that was awesome, man. That was, like, they were one of our biggest influences when myself and James first started writing the more mellow death sort of stuff. So, like, mm. in the Fallen EP, I was in complete disbelief. We, we just did what you usually do, you know, send off the application for the, the opening opening slot and we kind of got a confirmation in our back and that was just like the most surreal experience you know because a small local Melbourne band you know to get, to, to get that opportunity to play with those guys play with the people that inspired you to write the music that you do is just crazy it's still, still one of my favourite experiences that's awesome man yeah so uh, of course where's the tool take you guys next what's what's your next plan your next uh, battle we've got Brisbane and Bundaberg on the 26th and 27th of this month. We've got Melbourne again in December, and that'll be it for the East Coast leg. And we're going to planning um, next year's run of shows, getting all that together, So, which I'm currently doing now. Hopefully we'll get to go to some places where we haven't been before. We've got a lot of um, interest for places like Kazi and 
um, far north Queensland and stuff like that. So hopefully we can try and squeeze those in at some point. What about like international? Have you got plans to uh, head overseas? Some some things that are sort of like in the planning stages. I don't want to say anything because nothing nothing set in stone and completely booked <laughs> in. But um, but things are definitely happening with us for, for international stuff. Uh, that's that's awesome to hear. Super, and uh, you know, yeah, 2019 sounds like it's uh, going to be an awesome year for you guys. And of course, uh, your latest album Hollow is out now. You know, where, where can we get? We can get it's digital. It's you know, but if we be having it at the shows as well, we, we can. Yeah, we'll have the physicals at shows. Um, you can also get them through our um, our big cartel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you jump on our Facebook, which is just you know, facebook.com forward slash Nabarus Band, we've got all the links to the merch, the CDs, um, tickets for, for most of the shows, and all your news and, and behind the scenes footage and, and photos. Awesome, man. Well, dude, thanks again for uh, taking the time to talk to us, and uh, we will definitely see you in Brisbane next Friday night at the back room. It's uh, going to be a killer night, man. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Um, we're really looking forward to the show. So now I'll, I'll see you there in person. Come say hey. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. 